The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Pelican Scoop, a hoop-ball.com presentation. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. Welcome back. We're here, we're back again. Uh, if you'd like to give us a follow on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank, uh, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, as in bank, and at Pels is the show on Twitter. Go and give us a follow. Uh, there's plenty of stuff going on over there. And a uh, quick plug to, to Hoopball, actually. We've got a f- oh, three brand new uh, team shows that have just fired up. Uh, the Hoopball Timberwol- uh, Timberwolves, pardon me, the Hoopball Celtics, and also the Hoopball Raptors. Look at the expansion. It's not bringing Seattle back, but uh, instead we're just catching up with all the other teams. Um, so go and check those out as well. They're all in their infancy. I think the first episode of each of them came out either today or yesterday. So... Um, just search that on your on your podcast app, and uh, the guys are going to be doing some good things, um, some heavy hitters over on some of the shows as well. So go and have a look, and uh, they'll be a lot of fun. But um, all right, enough plugging that show. Let's get to the um, let's get to what we came for. It was three a.m. Uh, Monday morning. The Pelicans went on the road. Well, that's my time. It was I think one thirty or something over in. Uh, one o'clock in um, in America, US of A, uh, up in Denver, Colorado, and the Pelicans took on the Denver Nuggets, and by golly gosh, they beat them out of nowhere after two disastrous losses to um, the Portland Trailblazers. The resurgence of Brandon Ingram and, and Zion Williamson. Uh, Fantastic, honestly. We we pulled out the win, 113 to 108. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, I stayed up to watch it, dodge it all day, and uh, my Perth Wildcats are actually playing after work. So I went and watched them in the arena. We're at 75% capacity now, so there was 9,500 there, which was fantastic. Uh, and all the members are allowed in, so I was there. And um, I got home, turned the pills straight on, and um, we were on. We were on. It was a game of runs, uh, as per normal. Side note, no Lonzo Ball in this one again. Uh, he was out with a questionable hip flexor, I think is what he's been listed as. Um, we're also dangerously close to trade se- uh, trade deadline, so I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But let's get to the game. In place of Lonzo Ball, we had Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who came into the game... Um, a bit hit and miss, I think, with his spot minutes throughout the last, I don't know, month or so. Uh, he played 30 minutes and scored 20 points. He was very good. Um, a real bounce back after that uh, unfortunate fumble against Portland where we ended up throwing the game away. 
Um, he was part of that sequence of events where the 17-point lead evaporated a couple of games ago. But we have short memories. And all of a sudden, he shoots 8 of 15, 3 of 9 from 3, has 20 points, 3 rebounds, and assists a steal, and 2 blocks from Nikhil. And only one turnover. You love to see it. He played like the little... Uh, the third uh, man up, which is what you want, um, and we got those score. Uh, we got a good score, so 113, a bit lower than what we had been scoring in some of the big wins, but uh, kept Denver to 108, so they're pretty happy with that. And they've got an MVP candidate in Nikola Jokic, of course, as well, and Jamal Murray's no slouch either. So uh, let's start with box score. So we talked about Nikhil. Um, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson combined for 60 points. They had 30 each. Um, BI had 36 rebounds, 8 assists, which was fantastic. 2 steals and a block. 11 of 23 shooting, uh, 2 of 7 from 3, and hit all his free throws, 6 of 6. Had 4 turnovers, but he was handling the ball a fair bit. And um, wouldn't surprise me if that all happened in the first quarter, but we'll talk about that shortly. Zion Williamson had 30 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. 9 of 13 shooting. So, just let me repeat, they had 30 points on 9 of 13 shooting. So, he only took 13 shots for the whole game. Um, one three-pointer, which he hit, and he had 11 of 14 free throws. So, there's the rest of his shots. You know, they don't count as field goals. And, um, yeah. He was a dominant force attacking the basket, and uh, they kept hacking him, so he kept going to the free-throw line. Steven Adams was solid. He had 13 rebounds, only four points, three assists, one steal and two blocks. One of four shooting, unfortunately, but um, yeah, it was one of those nights, I think. Um, Josh Hart, probably the only notable person off the bench in 29 minutes, 12 points, nine rebounds, six assists, a steal, Four of nine shooting, two of five from three, and hit both his free throws, two of those. Over at Denver, notable guys, uh, triple-double from Nikola Jokic. He had 29, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, one steal, one block, 13 and 19 shooting. Jamal Murray chipped in with 23, three rebounds, seven assists. Um, Will Barton had 16. Michael Porter Jr. Had, uh, Jr. had 17 points and nine rebounds. Um, the anti-vaxxer, he, um, he was into that. So seven of 14 shooting. Now let's get to the quarter by quarter game. Well, summary, I guess. Um, first quarter was an absolute dog's breakfast. Honestly, we had something like nine turnovers in the first quarter. Nine turnovers in the first quarter was horrific. Honestly, it was something, some of the, I was like, we're going to get absolutely smashed here. But um, Denver turned it over a fair bit as well. And uh, all of a sudden, we were still in the game. So first quarter, 30 to Denver, and we scored 22. So we hung around down by eight. And when you have eight turnovers, you expect to be down by a long way. And luckily, we weren't. Um, quarter number two, New Orleans outscored Denver 36 to 21. And all of a sudden, it was game on. We were away, and we came out of the gates and said no. We're not going to lose this. We're going to have a crack. I know you're up on the top of a mountain and all of your altitude training probably suits you a lot better than us, but uh, we said no and we will win. Uh, third quarter, we scored 25. They scored 29. And all of a sudden, it was pretty close going into the last quarter. It uh, it came down to a 30-point 
advantage to us. And that, well, it's not thirty point advantage. We scored thirty, they scored twenty eight, uh, finishing one hundred and thirteen to one hundred and eight, uh, which is a good good victory. You know, it's an afternoon. We we headed down there. Uh, we finished on a twelve six run over the final hundred. Uh, one minute thirty three, and that secured the victory, which you're really stoked with. Just hung around. We went into um, the half with seven-point lead. So, you know, usually we have a pretty average third quarter. It wasn't average, but, you know, we, we were outscored, which is pretty standard. We head down to the team comparison, the uh, the stats that we like to have a look at. 48% from the field for the Pels. For the game, they shot 50. 28% from three, they shot 35%. We only hit eight threes of 28 for the game, and they hit 12 of them. Thankfully, it wasn't more because they are a pretty good three-point shooting team. Uh, the big discrepancy, I guess, was on the free-throw line. We had 30 attempts and hit 23 of them, whereas they had 10 attempts and hit eight. Um, and a real testament to, you know, guys like Steven, Jackson Hayes came on, didn't foul too badly. Against a good center, you know, they're playing against a guy that knows how to play uh, in, in Jokic and creates his own offense, creates offense for others, and... They did well to keep these guys off the line. Jamal Murray's another guy that, you know, can get in there and slither around. Michael Porter Jr., another guy. And um, we just did well to keep them um, or defend without fouling, which I really love to see. Assists, we were out-assisted. They had 30, we had 26. And I honestly think we would have had a heap more if we could shoot threes uh, because there were some good looks that we just absolutely butchered, but that's okay. Rebounds, uh, we had 45, they had 37. 14 offensive to us, and they had 10. Um, and steals 8 to 9, blocks 7 to 5 in our favor. Turnovers, we only had 16, and they only had 15. Now, my favorite stat the points off turnovers. We managed to turn 15 turnovers into 12 points. Congratulations. They managed to turn 16 turnovers into 25. Marvelous. So, again, the discrepancy is pretty stark. Um, you know, you if you manage... And that just comes down to where you turn the ball over. You know, you turn the ball over at the top of the key or at uh, the top of the three-point line and all of a sudden they're just lazing into a, um, into, a, into a layup or an easy three and it kills you. It absolutely kills you every time. So, that inability to stop transition... Um, and turnovers, you know, uh, scoring off turnovers, pardon me, it is just oh, soul-destroying a little bit, isn't it, watching that? So who knows what will happen, but hopefully it uh, it comes comes good, and that's something we really need to work on, so who knows. Fouling, as I said, 12 we had, and they had 28 fouls, so we did well, but um, in the end, we were too strong despite all of our turnover issues. Um, you know, Adams had three, Ingram four, Zion four, Bled only had one, Nikhil had one, and Josh Hart had a couple, Jackson Hayes had one, and that was our 16. So, and if you're getting eight in the first quarter or nine in the first quarter, you did a pretty good job to only have another um, seven for the whole game. I'm proud of the guys for that. Well done. Good stuff. Go you guys. Go the Pels. What a fantastic win. Um... So, before I get into my key takeaways, I thank the sponsors, mybookie.ag, good friends of HoopBall. Uh, use the code HoopBall when you sign up and you'll get a 50% deposit match. 
do it for all your betting. You know, we're hitting trade deadline season. I'm sure there's uh, a few different long-term ones you could, uh, wages you could throw some cash on. Uh, you see LaMelo Ball broke his hand, so what happens with Rookie of the Year? I don't know. Has he done enough? Well, don't know. I'm sure they've got that over at my bookie. Go and have a look, and maybe you can have a bit of a flutter. But, of course, gamble responsibly. Um, I'm not one to tell you to go and gamble, just to go and support our sponsors. Um and our other sponsor, of course, is manscaped.com. If you need to have a shave, um, go there. Get a shaver. Get some moisturizer. Get some, I don't know, that powdery stuff people use. I don't know. whatever Whatever's over there, go and have a look and uh, use the code HOOPBALL20 when you're there. And uh, that'll give you 20% off and free shipping. Tell, a, that'll tell them that, uh, that HOOPBALL sent you. And, you know, that's good for us. It's good for you guys. Get a good shaver. Lawnmower 3.0. I don't know when the 4.0 comes out, but the 3.0 apparently is fantastic. So uh, go and get one of them and use it for all of your grooming needs. Now, enough carry-on. My three key takeaways. Number one, points off turnovers are a killer. They are a killer. And, um, you know, it makes it very difficult when you can't stop the ball. It's where your turnovers happen. I don't mind if you're mucking around with the ball, it goes out of bounds, and then you can set your defense. It's these live ball turnovers that um, that really are killers. So shutting those down and in the, the second through to the fourth quarter, we did a fantastic job. So happy for the boys doing that. But um, yeah, just that first quarter was just absolute travesty. Um, number two, I suppose I like when BI and Zion coexist and uh, all of a sudden... The doubters, the naysayers are um, are awfully quiet. Um, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, 30 points apiece. They can play together. I'm telling you. And that's without Lonzo, who's a good facilitator. That's these guys. That's BI creating offense. It'll all come together. You've got to have faith. You know, I'm, it's probably a bit hypocritical coming from me after some of the podcasts I've put out. But, um, you know, have faith. We got no um no Lonzo, so Nikhil stepped up. He had 20 points. How's that? So if Lonzo does get moved, I don't know whether or not we want him to be at this stage, but uh, if he does get moved, well, you've got a young bloke there that could step up and fill the void, so to speak. Well, maybe if he can consistently perform like this, but um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. My third key takeaway is Jackson Hayes has really improved. Jackson, yeah, I know, don't. Don't uh, rewind and make sure I stuttered or anything. It was Jackson Hayes has improved on that defensive end. His ability to move, his agility for a big man is pretty good. Um, he's quick, he's athletic, and he's really learning that show and go. You know, he will come up, stop the guy uh, on the on the roll, and um, and then dart back to stop the roll man and cut that passing lane off. So he's really improved on that. Before he would just like, I mean, stopping no man's land and the guys are just laying the ball up behind him or um, drawing a foul on him. Now, he seems to be aware, and I, I credit that to the coaching staff and also him, hard work, you know, and learning from Stephen Adams, from, from Billy. You know, Billy took his minutes, um, whose minutes now seem to have evaporated. Uh, perhaps he's getting traded. I don't know, but um, we're trading everyone. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything of that. Don't say that, Lyle. <laughs> Lyle told you that. But um, 
I'm really impressed with Jackson Hayes and, and and credit to him for for having a real crack and digging in because we've had we've been pretty critical on here. Everyone's been pretty critical. Twitter is a nasty place at times, and uh, for a guy that's underperforming. You know, that's how you prove him wrong. You start playing good basketball. So, all credit to Jackson. And, um, yeah, you got point number three of of the key takeaways. So, congrats to you. Uh, no doubt uh, the award will be in the mail. Now, what do we got coming up? The next game. And this is probably going to come out the morning of the next game. I, like I said, I've been a little bit frantic these past few weeks. Uh We've got an ESPN national game against the Lakers that have no LeBron and no Anthony Davis. Um, Looking forward to taking these guys on. So the road trip continues. Oh, no, we're home. We're home. The road trip is over. Congratulations. Uh, So the Lakers come down to New Orleans. They play in 9 hours and 41 minutes, uh, says my app, as I scroll through to have a look. Um, Looking forward to take these guys off. They got pantsed by... The Phoenix Suns on 22nd of March, and we had a win. So hopefully we can keep the win streak alive, bank a win against, I don't know, arguably one of the better sides of the league, although they will be undermanned. Um, it'll be good for the confidence to go out and beat the Lakers. Bit of a revenge game for Josh Hart, Lonzo, and B.I. Lonzo brackets if he plays. Listed as questionable, of course, uh, coming up to the trade deadline. But... Looking forward to that game. Big thing we're going to have to watch out for. Schroeder's stepped up. He's a fast guard. We're very good at getting beaten by fast guards. So lockdown defense is going to be needed, particularly if Lonzo doesn't play. Josh Hart's going to have to step up, and Nikhil as well is going to be tasked with that, no doubt. Um, Brandon Ingram might come on to those guys at some point as well to use his length. Other guys like Montrez Harrell's there. He's been playing all right off the bench for them. So be interesting to see what happens. Coldwell Pope's a good shooter. It's just going to be about being accountable and hopefully the guys can step up and do that again and double down in front of a home crowd. Uh, Looking forward to seeing that happen, no doubt. Now, before I wrap up, I will touch on the trade rumors and give my opinion of them, I suppose. Uh, The first one is this Aaron Gordon trade. Don't go and get Aaron Gordon. He's flashy. Okay, he can do dunks. Don't go and get him. He's injured. Um, you're going to have to give up the the kitchen sink for him. They want two uh, draft picks and a young player. Uh, he is not worth that. Okay, he's on a decent declining contract, but you're capping yourself out again. If you're not giving up uh, Eric Bledsoe for him, then hold on to it, uh, then don't go after him. Let someone else have him. The Celtics are interested. Let them have him. Um, yeah, I've watched enough Magic to know that we do not need him. Uh, he is a power forward and plays similar role to Zion, except less as good. Uh, okay, he's shooting okay from three this year. Fantastic. That's in a system where everyone shoots threes. Nikola Vucevic shoots threes. Everyone does. Um yeah, I'm not. I'm not set on him. I, I honestly hope we we don't get him. If we get him, well, welcome. But um, you know, I think we're going to have to give up too much to go and get a guy like that. Um, Lonzo Ball. Everyone seems pretty set that he's going. I know the Clippers threw their hat in the ring. The Bulls are interested in Lonzo. Um, been a few different teams. I think uh, Knicks. I think as well. I've seen circling. If he goes well. You want to get a good haul back for him because 
he's a good player. He's proved that he can play basketball and he can and he, and he can perform. So no doubt we'll see what happens there. JJ, I think, is done. He'll be gone at some point, whether that's for a second-round draft pick or, or he's just bought out. Um, I'm not sure, but we haven't seen him. We haven't heard anything about him. And I don't think he's with the team from all reports. So he might be off to New York or Philly or up that way. I know a few contenders were circling from all reports as well. Um, sources say, a.k.a. Twitter, a.k.a. Woj. Um, so I don't know uh, what is going to happen and, and whether or not we're going to go after it. Apparently, Evan Fournier, Magic are just selling everyone, um, no doubt, because their players and their team has underperformed. They want to build around Jonathan Isaac when he comes back, which is the right idea. Um, if Nick Vuzovic is for sale, go and get him. That was the only player at the Magic that I would go anywhere near. Um, all the rest can continue on with their careers somewhere else. I wish them all the best. Um, if we can go and get... There was also a rumour that we could swap uh, Lonzo for Cam Reddish, who, from the Atlanta Hawks. He's been injured, but he's uh, played with Zion at Duke. Uh, he was one of the big three guys with RJ Barrett. He is a fantastic... I suppose, wing guard center. He's listed as everything in NBA fantasy. If you play that, um, he plays a bit of everything. There's the obvious log jam there on the wing. And when he comes back, there's just not going to be space for him to play. You know, they're playing Kevin Herter. They're playing uh, DeAndre Hunter when he comes back from that knee. Uh, Gallinari's just been signed. And as well as Bogdanovich, they've, they're loaded at the, the two, three and four spot. And uh, he seems to be the odd man out. He's a guy that I think could be okay. He's long, he's young enough, um, and he, he goes on the same uh, contract year as, as Zion. So, you know, you're pushing back a few years. He can handle the ball a bit. He can move, um, you know, he, he can score, he's athletic, and I think a bit of confidence in him would be good. He's a different guy that fits the mold of what we could get. A rangy sort of player. Another one like Nikhil, maybe, but I don't know what he's, if his jump shot's as good. But uh, a similar sort of player like that, a bit taller, a bit longer, and um, he could definitely be a guy that we could go after because they need a bit of help for um, for Trey Young there, and especially if they're going to sell John Collins, which seems to be on the cards as well. I mean, John Collins could be a guy you go and get, but again, he plays power forward. He doesn't really like center as much. He does dominate when he plays center, but we've got a pretty good one in Stephen Adams. So if you're not going to move him, then... I don't think John Collins is the guy. And and you can't... I know Zion is playing this, like, spot point guard role. And I understand that that's going to become a a feature. And I love it. But he also needs to go down the post. Because he's not going to become this trigger-happy three-point shooter overnight. He might get a, a reasonable three-point shot eventually. But he doesn't have it at the moment. He's still working on it. And when he does hit the open three, well, it's awesome. He hits it, but... He still needs to develop, and I don't think we're going to clog up the uh, the paint with a guy like John Collins um, too prematurely with Zion. I think we need to give him the chance to really get that ball handling and passing and point guard skill down packed, and and then um, and then perhaps we we say, all right, oh, well, maybe he is a, a big guard or a big wing that uh, that can handle the ball a bit and. Um, he can do it consistently, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 
we'll cast it out there. And if John Collins comes, well, welcome as well. Welcome to all the guys that come and farewell to all the guys that go. The trade deadline is Friday. I think it's the 27th or something. Uh, so it'll be Saturday morning for me. We will do a um, a trade show if anything goes through. If not, well, we'll just do it whenever there's a game. Uh, there's a game coming up against the Lakers, as I said. So we'll have a chat about that afterwards. Um, after I've watched it, which will probably be later in the day. But I think I might leave it with that. I've rattled on long enough. Look after yourselves, guys. Enjoy the Lakers game tonight. Um, I will be watching it tomorrow night. So I'll be off Twitter as per the norm during the week. On the weekend, I try to live tweet a little bit. But this has been the Pelican Scoop at Hoopball Pels on Twitter. At Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter is me. I'm Lyle Swithenbank. This is the Pelican Scoop. And bye for now. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.